Suburban sessions. Right. <laughs> like we gotta have some cool ass fucking uh, musicians some in here. Random ad libs, <laughs> right? Random verses. Um, um, seasonal affective disorder has affected me also. In the midst of my dating, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck's going on. Uh, I'm just I don't know. That damn Summer Walker album triggered me in a different way. Hmm. It wasn't. All right. So Summer Walker dropped her album, which is really, really good. I should leave with that. Uh, a little bit longer than I thought it would be. It's only like an hour or something, though, ain't it? An hour and like 20 minutes, but it's a lot of songs. You know how I feel about songs. Give me, Give me 10 to 12 and we good. It is a lot of songs. What is it, like 20? Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Of songs. Yeah. That's a deluxe version album. But the album is still over it. It has 20 tracks. Uh, it's an hour and four minutes. It's not that long. It's just a lot of tracks. Um, yeah. The ones that were really good to me are... Bit, she started it off really good because Bitter is a really good song. And it goes with the whole concept. It's a very good concept album. It's very personal. I'm not. I'm not connecting. The girls are going to be mad at me, but I'm just not connecting. I don't know what it is. I just have not been able to enjoy it the way everybody else is. She's got bitter. You got X for a reason, and then no love with her and Scissor. It's amazing. And then later on, she's got unloyal with. Ari and Ari did Ari. I do like that one. That right there is a jab. But Pharrell don't miss. I feel like Ari always does what she needs to do. But like on that right there, I didn't like the one with Dirk. I don't. I don't distinctively remember that one. But this is. Um. I'm iffy about Dirk. I like him, but I'm not like a super Dirk fan. Yeah. Uh, Fourth Baby Mama and Fourth Baby Mama Prelude are amazing. I don't know if I got that far. Oh, you, oh, you, you gotta listen to that. I don't remember. You said that on one podcast episode too. So, 
This is uh, this is purely as a music fan. It was a great album, and it told a well a story that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. The way she set it up was actually amazing because by starting it with bitter, where she's just dismissing all of the other baby mamas, just be like, "Nah, y'all just hating on me and my nigga and all this other shit," and then to have Cardi have the uh, the voicemail at the end. Of it reinforcing that whole idea. And then just to tell the whole story of how she comes to the light to realize that this nigga don't give a fuck about her. Mm-hmm. And everything them girls were saying was right. And then for the end of it to happen, where she finally realizes everything and then she's like, she needs to see her a prayer. It's good. Solid. That is a great album, and I'm glad people find music that they can relate to. But as for me and my house, <laughs> I can't relate to that shit at all. Not dismissing it, just saying it doesn't relate to me. But we had a conversation on text yesterday. Mm-hmm. I really can't relate to most R&B. Yeah. Like, like... From the girl side or from even the guy side, because the guy side now R and B from men is just toxic as which you can make the argument has always been toxic for men. But it's just a level of fuckboyness mm-hmm. that I just I don't rock with. I like the old school uh begging shit. I like Teddy Pendergrass shit. <laughs> I like Ron Isley. I like that shit. I can't articulate. I can't articulate what it is about this specific album. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like I recognize that it's good music, but I just don't know. It's just not touching me the way that it's deeply touching a lot of other people. Like, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's lyrics so I can be like, mm, like, yeah, I feel that. But album-wise, collectively, and maybe I just haven't listened to it intentionally enough. But I'm just, I don't know. It's not hitting me the way that I thought it was going to hit me. It's a very specific story. Like, yeah. so to have that specific story, it has to be like, it's almost how I feel about like Mary J. Blige. Like, you got to have a specific level of pain to go through and connect with Mary J. Blige on some of that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's the way I feel about Cuddy. Like, his music means something different to me. Uh, The way I used to feel about Kanye. Mm -hmm. Um... It's just something, it touches into a, a part of my life that I'm seeing moments of my life played out in music. I can't relate to most R&B, though, like that. And this is another example of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have met women, <laughs> a lot of women that I've dated. Not, not a lot. I'm, just, I'm new to this dating stuff, guys. But in the last... Two, three years. A lot of the women I dated can relate to this album in some kind of way. They have gone through that level of pain and 
stuff. And I respect it. I guess that's why I can respect it and be like, usually for music stuff, sometimes I'll just, I'll voice my opinions and be like, fuck y'all. I don't give a fuck what y'all fucking think. But this, I can respect it and be like, I get it. I don't, I don't connect to it, but I get it. I met women and I've heard women's lives and stories and they can relate to this. The problem is for me, I keep meeting women that are in the, at the midpoint of this album, like where they're like pretty much emotional zombies. They probably shouldn't be dating, but they out here dating anyways. And the problem with emotional zombies is like real zombies. They can bite you and then you got their shit now. They say they're not really ready for a relationship, even though you're ready for a relationship. And now you're wondering, am I ready for a relationship? Mm-hmm. I got her strand. <laughs> and it's, it really started from the nigga that fucked her over. So really, I blame the niggas. <laughs> so to all of those men that hurt the women that I liked, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> Cause now you got <laughs> got an old a whole album of women to relate to now that I can't date some of these women for at least a couple months until this album plays its course. So fuck you until these these women heal. <laughs> like my one of my friends Tania, she was like the day on Friday when the album dropped, she was like, "It's gonna be a lot of people leave, uh, a lot of women leaving their uh, relationships," and I was like. They always come back. I was gonna say, <laughs> but is it though? And she just died laughing. Is it though? Which, like, she's a lesbian, so I wouldn't. Like, you know that these bitches right. ain't. <laughs> I was gonna say, y'all don't fully be done with each other like, that man, easily, right? You know, you know, women. <laughs> like, they go, they go get their captions off on IG, but they gonna be fucking that nigga. And I'm not, sure. even, I'm not even judging them. But hey, it's your journey. But I would like to say to the niggas that fucked the women I loved over, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> I had to <laughs> I had to deal with so much shit because of your ass. <laughs> and I'm ready for somebody to make an album about that. Mm. That pain mm. of trying to love this broken woman <laughs> who is just not emotionally available for you. Might not be an album about it, but it's plenty of movies about it. Not from the men's perspective, without it looking like all oh, these dumb bitches. I'm not even on that level. I'm just trying to be like, y'all got to understand the pain that y'all be putting other men through because men put you through it. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I've been saying a lot of controversial shit the last couple of weeks. And I, I'm sure <laughs> if Nick comes on, he going to read me for Phil for some of the shit I said last week. And I deserve every bit of it. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely going to be read for not feeling her album. I didn't like Sierra's prayer. I'm sorry. Why? Uh, I just having people just like, I don't know, talk on albums like that. I don't know. It, it just felt corny. I don't know. No, it is corny. Don't get me wrong. That is definitely corny. I think I'm just really kind of annoyed and over uh, coincidentally, no pun 
just internet culture. Like we all been talking about, oh, what was Sierra's prayer? We need Sierra's prayer. What is the prayer Sierra prayed for so long? And just like, for I don't know, for her to be just on here, like indulging us with it. <laughs> it's it's mad corny, but it's also even cornier because. These bitches ain't gonna fucking say that prayer. I just don't. I don't know. I don't like monologues like that on albums. Like it, I'm gonna listen once and then I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm skipping it every time. The only monologue that I really love is uh, the Chris Rock monologue on Blame yeah, Game yeah. and Usher's uh, Confessions. <laughs> the Chris Rock one was pretty, pretty top tier. Who taught you? <laughs> Get sexy for a nigga. Easy taught me. <laughs> a million different uh Twitter handles were made from that one. <laughs> that one line. Hell yeah. But you know how many Yeezys it was yeah. on Twitter? Or niggas just changing their name with an easy on it. Easy talk who? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh people. The thing that bothers me most about Sierra's prayer or the internet uh, culture part of Sierra's prayer is people be saying a whole bunch of shit that they really ain't like they ain't trying to let go some of this shit Mm -hmm. to get a Russell Wilson which which by all means from us watching he seems like a, a very good guy that treats Sierra well but then also what people got to realize, too, is just like, these are celebrities. They just have a whole different level of access to a lot of different things. And like, it probably was not that hard, you know what I'm saying, for Russell Wilson to bag Sierra. I don't know. A part of me from like, as far as attractiveness and then like success, I get it. But he is different than all the other niggas she didn't been with. Mm-hmm. She was probably just at that point where she was ready to embrace and try something different than what she had ever, you know what I'm saying? And he might have just been the one to really pull through. Like, yeah, but I, I still think that. There's a level of work she had to go through to get there. For that sure. people that people aren't. That's why I feel like just saying, "What's Sierra's prayer?" Faith without works is dead. So if you ain't doing none of the stuff that she had to do, which I'm sure probably had a level of therapy and a level of diving into her word, yeah, that you are not willing to do, you just want to say a prayer and make it be a magic fix. You going about it the wrong way. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like she probably got to a point. Especially after dealing with Future's crazy ass. She probably got to a point where she realized the only way she was going to be able to have better, healthier relationships was to let go of the type of men that she normally, you know what I'm saying, went for. Yeah. And that opened the door up for Russell. It's a lot of people out here that probably ain't ready to... (laughs) let go of what they're normally attracted to to get to something different or better. Yeah. And at times I wonder 
am I a prisoner of that as well? Not a, like a physical type of anything, but I be wondering, like, bro, I, I sure do have an emotional type mm-hmm. of people that ain't ready for none of the shit I'm trying to offer. Yeah, that's the thing too, for sure. And just trying to find a balance within it. Um, speaking of broken people, there is this. <laughs> relationship dynamic thoughts we could we could bring that i think it'll work with this just watch it for a second at this point comments on videos like this just make me want to ask do heterosexual men even like women anymore the question is not about if we even like any women anymore the real question is is why do you women sit here and say that you want good men get a good man dump them go after a toxic guy get done dirty get hurt Go back to the streets, say men aren't shit, and then you can't find a good men. That's the real question. Take accountability and let's see what answers you and other women have for that. I'm tired of hearing nice guys are boring. Whatever happened to being loved and cherished? We gotta let that hurt go, bro. I'm tired <laughs> of these niggas being fake angry for the camera. No, nah, that was that was real. What anger. the fuck did he throw at the camera? That was real anger, though. That that was a hatred of women. So fucking corny. You saw the the level of hatred in his eyes for women. Yeah. It's bad niggas out here that hate women. And it's bad women that hate men. We got to quit taking advice from both of these sets of people. Because you got to let that hurt go. Mm-hmm. I done been there. I ain't going to lie. I done been there on this podcast before. But hey, I am trying to improve myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to just I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> Cause I just felt like, like, damn. There is also other things about that. I wanted to tell you only in person Mm. that I wasn't going to text you. (laughs) See, we flowing in the spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he said, I'm gonna be honest. If I know you was with a nigga who did nothing, little to nothing for you, you can't require me to give you the moon and the stars. So it, me in my head, I'm like, that's kind of unfair. Cause what if you just reach the point where you realize like, all right, I've been through enough shitty relationships. I'm done being treated like shit. I'm going to be a better person. This is, you know, now my standard. Why can't, like, why can't you do that? So I, I responded, I said, I said, why not? That's like people hiring for a 60 K position, but only paying the person they hired 40 K because said person only made 35 at their last position, pay what the position is worth. And then I said, what if, you know, what if she finally realizes she's worth the moon and the stars? Then what else did I say? Uh, What if she finally realizes she's worth the moon and the stars? And what if you are actually moved to give it to her? Like, what if you actually have enough feelings for her that you, want to do that for her you gonna hold back just because of what somebody else did or didn't do I said whatever she's been through before if she's properly healed from it like that doesn't really have anything to do with you because I just feel like that's some that's some lazy shit or you know what I'm saying like that's very 
it's manipulative in a way. It's just like, I'm not going to go all out for this person because they've only been treated like shit. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like taking in taking in a, a, foster, a foster child and being like, well, you know, they've only seen the lowest of the low, so I don't really got to do that much. The only thing I would say to counter that is the dynamic would be a little bit different in that situation. This is a fully realized adult. Right. Same as with the uh, job situation. It's a level playing field with both. Mm-hmm. But. But still, the way he responded to me, it was just so much anger. And I'm like, you are always angry when I respond to your tweet. Because I responded to something else that he posted. And he was just like, why do you always insert yourself in these conversations or blah, blah, blah? I'm like, you're on Twitter. It's everything that you're saying is literally open to your comments are open. I'm not inserting myself. You're on social media. Like, why are you so upset that I'm responding to you? You know, what? (laughs) so then when I, you know, when I gave him that analogy, he retweeted and he was like, one, this is a horrible analogy. And I hate how you always make fake scenarios for situations I never said I wouldn't give her the moon and the stars, but there's no way you're going to make demands and require it from me. I'm just like, bro. (laughs) So I was like, that's actually not a fake scenario. My previous boss was this way. And it's basically kind of the same situation. Like there's, Things that you're refusing to give somebody only based off where they've come from. Like, that's just not fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, the the first response you had saying, like, you hate, or t- first of all, telling me that my analogy is horrible, you're already, like, shitting on me. Yeah. And now you're using words like hate and always. Like, you're very stern on... Yeah, I don't know. It's just very angry responses. I know exactly where this is coming from. But I'm just like, imagine, imagine dating or being in relationships, and you know, talking to your new person about your past persons, and each time, you know, hoping that you're gonna get better. Bobby, keep moving. <laughs> oh, because it's on the oh. middle of the thing. Hoping that you're going to get, you know, better results for yourself with each relationship because you should. You're supposed to be, you know, growing and learning about yourself and how you, you know, are in relationships, blah, blah, blah. Each time telling your new person about your old person and your new person not doing any more for you than your old person. And then you just keep finding yourself in the same type of relationship over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine that. I've been there. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm just like, why would you be upset at somebody who is actually just raising their standards? And then too, like you're, you're just saying moon and stars, but what does that actually mean to you for you? But that's that, that YouTube and beta male (laughs) bullshit that they be if you want to say Kevin Samuels, just say Kevin. But it's bigger than Kevin Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and plus, I like prefer like referring to him as YouTube and Beta Male because that is the funniest thing Doctor Umar has ever fucking said. Right, crazy ass. But it's it's bigger than just Kevin Samuels. It's a whole black manosphere bullshit, mm-hmm. and it gets people about the age of him caught up in the shit because mm-hmm. they didn't got their heart broke a little bit, and they start having that resentment for women. It's the same shit, but the it's more complex than just to young men like that. They view that as being some, like being a simp and not, uh, how dare a woman be able to want for certain things. But the, the thing that, they're looking at as is the women that's on here saying uh like on uh, Facebook the other day Facebook dating I was just scrolling <laughs> and then this one girl she was 23 yeah, I'm just gonna read exactly what happened she was on there she was like uh only like me if you're willing to send me money on Facebook dating so I liked it just to see what the fuck was gonna happen cause this is gonna be funny to me cause I told you I'm a troll <laughs> Did she message you? Yeah. But like it didn't go nowhere or whatever. But we uh matched, yeah. Those are the women that these young dudes be talking about, like these girls that think that they gonna be uh gold diggers. Mm-hmm. When that's that's not most women. But uh YouTube and beta males will convince you that that is how most women are. Yeah, I mean, that that demographic, or just specifically those, like, women who think, I call them Instagrammed, Instagram programmed women who just think that, like, <laughs> everything that they do is supposed to be monetized, or they think that because they look a certain way that they're entitled to charge people for wanting to spend time or whatever in the hell else. Yeah. The productization yeah. of young women. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But uh, the monetization of of super I don't what's the word? I wanna is it superfluous? Super what's the word? Ooh, we get wordy. What is the word? <laughs> What is the word that I'm trying to say? I don't know. I feel like those uh those Wayne's Brothers movies when they play like the uh the preacher, you be like the doctrination of the investigation <laughs> of the impurification. Yeah. <laughs> Two dudes. That was their Halloween costume. I said, y'all won. They look just like them, too. Because what the fuck? It's two black dudes as well. Oh, like, I can tell. You can tell, yeah. <laughs> they did so good. 
Bruh. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'll talk about Halloween costumes. Who are uh some of your favorite celebs costumes? Meg the Stallion. Who is when she did um Doctor Herbs. That one like sinister character one where he had like the needle. Oh yeah. Um I know you talk about pain somebody. Um um for me, Rihanna is gonna was amazing. Hilarious. Spot on. And then they're like, this just proves that Rihanna looks good at everything. Cause she that fit on Rihanna was dope. True. These are facts. <laughs> She did it better. Look, look at that shit. She actually made it look good. I Gunna, know. Gunna has a way of making shit look cheap. They also be bullying my man. Say he fat. That, that's a whole like internet thing. He's like, like average size. Yeah, but they be innocent. Like, they do the same thing to, things to women though. Yeah. Be an average size woman. They be calling them plus size. I'd be like, please like, hey. calm down. <laughs> Um, also, Sierra bodies every. Oh yeah, yeah she dresses yeah. every member of TLC. Mm. She had multiple outfits. I didn't see this one. Yeah. Dang, Sierra. The chili one is like, damn, that's. Yeah, she did that. All of them, really. Yeah. She did that. Um, who else had a good one? Young Miami did Aaliyah, Queen of the Dam. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, who did Tabria? Tabria did uh, Sierra. Oh, yeah, she did. And she did all the videos, and that was lit. Ryan Destiny did a cute uh, little elf at one of Meg's parties. It was her. Ryan and uh, Normani. Normani is gorgeous, bro. Not that we didn't know that, but it's like, damn. Did I screenshot any celebs? Lupita did uh, Stacey Dash from Clueless. Yes, yes, she did. Also. I don't think, dang, I need to go on Beyonce website and see if she did anything for Halloween because she normally posts. Also, um, tons of people did Velma from for the black girls on social media. Velma was the hot costume. There was a lot of women dressed as Velma or Daphne. Hmm. And then, who was the other one? It was another one, too. I thought I would see more of the little Squid Games jumpsuits, but I didn't see. I didn't see as much. I saw a lot of the guards. I don't even think I saw any Squid Game related ones. On my feed. Um, after we recorded last week, I went to my sister's house and I was handing out candy. Aww. It was it was actually really fun seeing the little kids, and also in her neighborhood, it's a lot of uh black families. Mm-hmm. So just handing out candy to little black kids. Aww. It was it was a lot of amazing costumes I saw. This one woman, she was white. She was dressed as like Wonder Woman and not like the new Wonder Woman, but like the Linda Carter seventies Wonder Woman. Mm. And her body was fucking banging. Okay. And I was like, damn, she fought the shit. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She knew it. Um, but yeah, I handed out candy. It was cute. And then my mom over there, not judging my sister for celebrating Halloween. Like it wasn't the same fucking pagan holiday that right. she told us when y'all were little. Hey, they switch it up when they get old. They sure do. And we gotta it. rub it in their face because they, they sure get mad. Because my mama was sending me pictures of my nephew in his costume. I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I could never get a costume when I was younger, but okay. We're not going to celebrate the devil's holiday. Whatever. It's like, yeah, so far we're going trick-or-treating tonight. And she sent me their costumes. And then I was like, so your son is the one, from, the guy from Halo, and your daughter is, I can't remember what it was. But I got it right. She's like, look at you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I pride myself in being able to. No costumes. And then we started joking about how we weren't able to celebrate Halloween. And we had to go to Hallelujah Night. And that was some fucking bullshit. <laughs> Ooh, not Hallelujah Night. It was the worst. Especially in my church. Because it would never be no fun, like, kid-oriented shit. It was just a whole bunch of, y'all, they out there celebrating the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Halloween was on a Sunday this year, too. We wouldn't have been nowhere. Uh-uh. I was surprised they took kids out trick-or-treating on Sunday. But that, my sister's neighborhood was banging. The kids were out. They were at Bridge Street, too. And everybody in her neighborhood was passing out candy. They were letting truckloads. Kids were going on hay rides and stuff. Mm -hmm. My sister's neighbors were handing out apple cider and uh, hot chocolate to everybody. And they, they had like a haunted house in their front yard. See, I just love that little cute family shit. I know. And that's what I was talking to her about. I was like, I just like for kids to be able to be kids. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. That's the, I mean, whenever I have a family, that's the type of shit I want. Just for my kids to have a fully realized just being a fucking kid. Mm-hmm. My parents did a pretty good job of letting letting us be kids, but I it's agree. just some of the shit was just ridiculous, like the Halloween shit or having to read every year before we open presents. This is until I, this is in my twenties. We had to read the story of Jesus being born in the manger every year before we open any presents. When I get older, I, when I get older, like I'm not fucking about to be 33 in two weeks. When you finally become an adult. When I really become an adult and I have one. kids, like, I'm going to be like, I ain't going to care about none of that shit. So this whole Travis Scott thing though. I want to get pictures while you're in your thing. Okay. One second. Because oh shit. Yeah, I keep seeing like more well, as I'm on TikTok, I'll see like different videos and different perspectives of people talking about it. What did she say? She said it really isn't taught or whatever. And I was just like, 
I mean, it's not his fault, but at the same he's time, still liable. Like, Baby hair is laid. I see you, sis. You see me. I'm out here. But <laughs> mm-hmm. show the nail. The nails is fresh too, honey. Kimberly. <laughs> All she said is, it is definitely not completely Travis Scott's fault. That was it. I'm just like, dang, I wish you kind of elaborated a little bit more. I don't think anybody was really saying that it's completely his fault, though. Uh, some people are. Some people are like, it's... it's all right, first and foremost, so Travis Scott, for the last couple of years, has had... um. Astro World Fest. He's had big artists come through, and it's become a really big thing in Houston. So this year, they had like a celebrity softball game and some other stuff leading up to it. And then come Friday and Saturday, it was the it was supposed to be the festival. Friday early on in the day. They were showing kids jumping the VIP thing and bum rushing yeah. the show, mm-hmm. which if you know the history of hip hop, that has always been an element of hip hop to just rush the stage. There's also been, always been a, a thing in music festivals in history. So things were already looking rocky. And then the night just kept going on and it was a lot of overdoses and other things. Also Th- a thing that happens at festivals. festivals. Um, there was people saying that they didn't have the right amount of security and things. Another problem with festivals. Mm-hmm. And it all comes to a head when Travis performs. And multiple people are laying out. And allegedly, according to TMZ, which got to say allegedly, one person tries to starts injecting people with drugs in the crowd and people start running and they run towards the stage, jump over to VIP and they're literally raging and crushing people, including kids that died. Uh, one person is uh, passes out near the stage. The ambulance is trying to get in. And kids start jumping on the ambulance to the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sheriff's department tries to shut down the festival, but they continue. Travis brings up Drake, and then all hell breaks loose. And people are trying to get Travis Scott to stop the show. And he's still going. Yeah, I've seen, the, I've seen one perspective where one of the attendees had like ran up the ladder uh, to like the backstage and she was trying to get the attendance of one of the like camera sound guys or whatever and he just kept like basically trying to get her to get down right saying that he couldn't hear whatever else um just trying to shoo her away and then like while she was up there like she just kept saying like she said, there's a person dead. Like, somebody's dying. Somebody's dying. Somebody fucking help. Like, fucking help. Like, she was screaming. Yeah. Trying to get through his um, earphones or whatever. And then while she was up there, another kid, like, was coming up the ladder. 
saying like, you know, like somebody help, somebody help. Right. But dude did nothing. The one that was, you know, had the camera or whatever. And I was just like, damn, like that's kind of. And at one point, Travis stops for a second and tells somebody that somebody's passed out or whatever, but then it goes back to performing. Yeah. Now, it's a lot of different things. Is he solely responsible? No and yes. Yes and no. He's not fully to blame, but he is definitely... The first lawsuit was already filed today. They gonna sue the fuck out of him. So they sued him and Live Nation. Which... Yeah, we're Live running. Nation hosts a lot yeah. of music events. I think the last couple of concerts I've been to were Live Nation events. Like for a while. Um, so, yeah. It's, I think in total, nine people died. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I just feel like if there was so many people that were neg- negligent the way that that this one like stage crew guy was it kind of is on y'all because it's just like if, if somebody number one people probably deal with like crazed fans all the time i understand that but when you see like panic in somebody's eyes like that or you know what i'm saying like i don't know but i, I can see on their end they're they're at work. Yeah. They're tuned in and they're trying to do their job, yeah. which is very hard to do in general. And they're probably used to being fucked with with my kids my and stuff. Right. So it's like, man, look, y'all just go about like it's not on that camera guy. That camera guy is not at fault per se. If anybody's at fault, it's Travis Scott and Live Nation. Yeah. Um. There, this shit's about to change a lot of shit. It is because they really do be having these festivals over capacity. Yeah, and they want it over capacity because they know for what everybody's not going to show up, but they still going to get their money. Yeah, and they know that all these artists, like we just went through a pandemic, everybody trying to make their money back. Mm-hmm. So they, it, it's the the it's the thing. Everybody's trying to have a festival. Mm-hmm. But when I saw everything unfolding, it reminded me of like two events. Well, three events. One, three months after Woodstock in 69, the Rolling Stones had a concert that they wanted to be the West Coast equivalent of uh, Woodstock. So they got the guy who was who did Woodstock. And Woodstock is one of those things to where a couple things went perfect to where it's a legendary event. This happened at, this is called, Alt, I think, Altamont. And in it, everything was so hastily thrown together. And they didn't have enough, like, bathrooms and facilities and all this other stuff. They went cheap on security guards. So they literally hired Hell's Angels. To be security. One of the Hell's Angels stabbed somebody to death. What? A black man. Yeah. Who was near the stage. And multiple people got injured. Um, 
in the seventies, the who had a concert, I, I think in Pennsylvania. And it was like, I think it was free. And if you could just get there, then you could get a seat. Mm-hmm. So it got close to seven o'clock and people just pushed through the gates. And then, so it's a stampede and they crushed people to death and they killed them. And that made it to where for the next like 25 years, they got rid of general admission. Mm. Um, Then in like 1991, Diddy and Heavy D had this celebrity basketball tournament in New York. And it was free also. And a similar thing happened. And Diddy ended up getting sued because of it. And Diddy also said that that was one of the dark times of his life because people died at his hands. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do things like that with crowds that large or anticipating crowds that large, you have to be able to have some type of control, and that's where they're fucking up. Is they're yeah. not having enough security? They're not having enough, you know what I'm saying? Like paramedics on site. For when things do happen, because it's not a shocker for people to, you know what I'm saying, pass out or overdose at festivals or concerts and shit like that. Like, you should always have some type of emergency something on your grounds. But when you have a crowd that large, you can't just have your regular amount of security. And it's it's tons of liability. And as a business person, he should have known that. Now, granted, we've all gotten swept up in the idea of festivals just being a certain level of life, but I don't know. It's a thing. A lot of things are about to change because a lot of those fans that died were one. First off, white mm. and young. I think one one person was ten years old that died. Damn. And then it's like Travis Scott's whole fan base is young. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to Travis Scott, but I don't, I'm not like a Travis Scott fan. To me, he's always felt like a a second Cuddy. And his fans love him. But also, I didn't know a lot of the fucked up things that Travis Scott has apparently done in the past. Uh-oh. What has he done? For one, one of his producers... uh had epilepsy. So one time they were throwing a party. This is all according to this person. They were throwing a party and he started having a seizure. And Travis Scott just left the house. What the fuck? And then he had been wanting the guy to be his his manager. And so Travis Scott sent him a message the next day was like, yeah, bro, I, I knew you had seizures, but like we, I can't just be having people around with you with that shit. Like, what would, what would I do if I was with T.I. and that happened? I was like, what? And then they showed him performing at Summer Jam. And it's a a videographer on stage behind him, you know, doing their job. Mm-hmm. And he, he stops the show. He's like, hey, get this corny-ass nigga off the stage. Like, it's a, it's a black dude wearing glasses or whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't want nobody on this stage. And he was like, I work for uh, Hot 97. He's like, I don't care who you work for. This is Travis Scott's stage right now. 
Niggas get money and just really be in a whole nother world. Yeah. And then he did that IG video the other day. And people have been joking on it. It's fucked up. But like. I missed that. Like he did an IG video. He was like just acting like. He was like. Like holding his head down. Being all dramatic and shit. And when I lose a fan. It's like personal to me. And people are like shut the fuck up. And then also. Them Kardashians put out a message that Kylie Jenner is safe. Because, <laughs> you know, she's pregnant. Right. She was safe at Astro Fifth, mm-hmm. I mean, Astro World. It's like, that's the last thing that we want us. And people are like, it's giving real Marie Antoinette. Yeah. It's <laughs> the last thing that we want to hear or see is that your rich well, girlfriend is, right. didn't you, have to experience any of the hardships that. Right. Giving mad, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, man. It's about to be crazy. I also oh. saw a lot of, like, you know, racism come into play. Like, a lot of. Really? A lot of people being like, um, these. this is part of just like hip hop culture and these types of things. I did see some people being like that. Never really happened at like rock concerts or metal concerts. And, and that's blah, not blah, true blah. at all. Like, mosh pits. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like we just what you could make the argument that he was appropriating white culture by having mosh pits and raging. But I was like, I don't think I didn't see that side of Twitter. Thank God, I saw a lot of that in uh, TikTok comments. TikTok is kind of wild. Yeah, TikTok is is, and it's so many sides to it. Like, yeah, we think it's different sides to Twitter. It's a million different sides to TikTok. TikTok is an entire universe. Um, I also saw where the spiritual crowd was saying that he sacrificed sacrificed those people. I was like, bro, now that's ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous of everything that I've heard. They always say anytime somebody dies is a sacrifice. It's like a sacrifice for what? He's already rich. Right. If anything, that's going to hurt. Right. Why would he sacrifice for the devil? Help him. Like what? People really be believing this magical bullshit. It's like, bro, this shit ain't fucking real. I, like, I'll never forget. This is what I really got fed up of these niggas with this sacrifice shit. Chadwick Bozeman died. The day he died, I was at work and I got off because it was a Saturday. I got off at 12. No, it wasn't a Saturday, but I got off at 12 that day. So I got home. I'm just watching. I'm getting on YouTube just to see someone like the comic book nerds, see what they're doing, just seeing how they're paying tribute. This one guy has video titled Chadwick Bozeman Sacrifice. No lie. He is literally working at a fast food place. Not knocking it, but he literally has a mop in his hand and uh, the mop bucket. He's videoing himself going in the bathroom to go clean the bathroom. He's like, yeah, it's a sacrifice, bro. It's a sacrifice. Like, I already know. They're going to come out. They're going to say it's a sacrifice. And then just saying, like, you got to be aware of all the, like, the Illuminati and all this other bullshit. Like, you got to be aware. You got to stay woke. Because, you know, I mean, I done told y'all about other things on my other channel. And it's like. Shut the fuck up. Go fucking clean the fucking bathroom, you fucking bum. <laughs> Bozeman had fucking colon cancer. Right. 
that's the other thing. Like that is such a slap in the face and like disrespectful. Yes, the day the man died, people be taking this shit too fucking far. We have to understand that we're all human, and we all will die. Mm-hmm. Celebrity or not, rich or not, death and taxes—the only thing that's that's consistent in this fucked up world. I try not to think about my mortality that much. But one day I will fucking die. Right. Hopefully I lived a good life and I help people and help them feel special when they're around me. Mm-hmm. And I also told off the bastards that needed to be told off when they're around me. But to just believe that it's some kind of metaphysical bullshit that you're going to sacrifice people instead of just that people fucking die. It's so fucking disrespectful mm-hmm. and so idiotic. And I hate all you bastards. Cause I don't know. It just especially after you know what I'm saying, a lot of people had just found out that he was even sick at all. Yeah. So it's just like we're just learning that he had been struggling with this for years. And what is it a sacrifice for? Who gained who, anything? Who, right. What is anybody gaining from anybody else dying? What did anybody, what did Travis Scott or anybody involved gain from nine people dying and tens of other people being injured? And if it was really a sacrifice for them to gain something, why would they do it in such a public manner? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. If they're just supposed to have some people die, why wouldn't they do this somewhere quietly but i've always hated that shit because they used they said that same shit about kanye when his mom died Mm. and i remember i was pissed because it was like what the fuck i don't remember that like yeah that was like because that was like the start of like the whole uh black illuminati days Mm -hmm. on the internet which i was watching this video this guy doing a review of kanye's uh career he did like these two segments they were like 30 minutes a piece like the whole Kanye story um and he was talking about the Illuminati stuff back in like around Watch the Throne and he was like I mean the Illuminati stuff is basically some black QAnon shit and I was like oh it is (laughs) that's totally what the fuck it is that's why like that's why a lot of these niggas be having the same talking points and that's why I never realized that's why I hate it yeah it's because I've been battling these niggas for fucking since the internet since social media started I mean I mean fucking sacrifices and Illuminati ain't fucking real you know who killed them people at uh at Astroworld capitalism these are facts. Logistics and capitalism are the reasons that those people died. Straight up. It ain't the devil. It ain't nothing else. It ain't none of this other dumb shit that you niggas want to blame. Mm-hmm. It's literally greed mm-hmm. and poor planning. Yeah. That's all it took for eight people to die. Or nine people to die. You ain't got to look for the fucking devil. <laughs> Just look at what you fucking see. So, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes, nigga? I fucking hate niggas. Then you also got people uh, because Henry Ruggs decided to be the dumbest motherfucker in the fucking world. Get drunk as an NFL player 
get in his fucking car, a Corvette, go 156 miles per hour, crash into a woman, and she burned alive with her dog in the car. What the hell? You didn't see that? No. Henry Ruggs, who was a receiver for Alabama. Yeah. What the fuck? And him and his girlfriend in the car, they survived. But Henry Ruggs was released by the Oakland Raiders. Was his girlfriend drunk too? I'm I'm not sure. Because how the fuck she get in the car with him being that drunk and they go that fast? I don't know. I don't know how anybody goes that fast either. I'll be scared for my life. Once you hit a hundred, I'm in. The, I'm in the. Best I know. He's like, nah, bro, you tripping. <laughs> like, yeah, like nigga. What is you trying Man, to do? I'm pumping like the uh the, the floor. <laughs> like drivers in, like nigga, slow the fuck down. <sighs> um, but yeah, and you had niggas on on the internet being like, we all make mistakes, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Look, for one, I will say this. We do not take drunk driving serious enough in this fucking country. True. We have normalized it to a degree that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I will not say that I've never been drunk and drove. I don't do that anymore. I have in the past. And it's been a couple of times it was scary. And I was like, I definitely shouldn't have fucking drove. For sure. So, yeah, we have normalized that behavior to use a Twitter buzzword because, you know, one day people got. I wonder if people have played like bingo with us, like to certain words, Twitter words. <laughs> yeah, like oh, they said problematic, <laughs> toxic. <laughs> but yeah, we have normalized drunk driving, and we need to stop that. But the other thing is, drunk driving is dumb enough. You could have killed anybody going the speed limit drunk driving. Two. To go 156 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone is so reckless that it's not just a mistake. Mm -hmm. You are trying to injure somebody at that Mm -hmm. point. You are in a deadly weapon. And a woman died. Like, okay, uh, dude from Florida, KT, he was on. He was like, bro, he made a mistake. He know he hurt somebody. I mean, I just pray for everybody involved. It's like, shut the fuck up. He was like, yeah, he knows he made a mistake and all this other stuff. Y'all got to, like, let us be young. Like, bro, he killed a 23-year-old woman who worked at, I think she worked at, like, Target. Just a normal person. She was with her dog. She burned alive. When they got to the scene, they heard her screaming for her death. Oh, Jesus. And you talk about we all make mistakes. Fuck you. I... Look, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. I have made tons of mistakes. I have I have hurt people. I have uh I don't think I've injured anybody, but I'm sure I, I might have at one point in my life. I ain't never done no stupid shit like get in a fucking car, drunk, and drive 156 miles per hour. I can say that for damn sure. Hell no. Hell no. But the other thing is like when you're an NFL player, they have like that car service for every NFL player. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you make have an excuse. Yeah. You're a fucking millionaire. You don't, all your excuses are gone. That's not a mistake. True. You purposely did the dumbest shit you could have fucking done. And somebody died because of it. And then plus 
a dog died. And you know, America, we know how we feel about dogs. Right. And I'm not any different because if somebody killed me and Koopy, I hope y'all motherfuckers riot. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Juice and his dog. <laughs> Justice for Juice and Koopy. Look, y'all niggas better be in the fucking street. <laughs> when I put that uh, that uh, tweet up, when I retweeted it of Charlie Brown and Snoopy, he's like, I don't feel like going outside Koopy. Uh, it's Snoopy because it's... Uh, Two people out yeah. there. Yeah. I was like, that's me and my dog right now. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt this morning. I was like, oh, we, I got to get up and do shit. Don't want to... I guess to end on the sports, so we can talk about Aaron Rodgers. What did that nigga do? This can be fun. one of my favorite things about this podcast is telling you something that you'll know and watching you experience in the yeah. real life. Because <laughs> I'd be so far out the loop. So. In August, going into training camp and the season, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, who Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> got your Aaron's mixed up. Ain't the wide got me, I guess. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked, um, "Was he vaccinated?" And he said, "Yeah, I've been immunized. I've." Uh, and some guys on the team that are not vaccinated, and I respect their decisions. Blase, blase, does this whole little thing. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to last week. I think Monday. Aaron, Her- Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID. So, okay. Right. Shocker. Right. People get it's a pandemic. left and right still, yeah. Niggas catch niggas die from COVID every, every day. day <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, okay. And then they were like, but uh Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. And we were like, Wait, what? So he lied about being vaccinated. That's the thing. So like everybody was like He's been doing press conferences with no mask, which is part of the NFL things. He has done none of the things that to the public that show that you're uh, not vaccinated because if you're not vaccinated, most of the people, they've been doing their post-game interviews on Zoom or whatever. So it's other players in the NFL who are not vaccinated. We didn't know Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated because he said he was immunized. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers, who dates uh, Shalene Woodley, whatever her name is, the actress. Watley? Yeah. White girl. Mm-hmm. She's one of those earthy women. Mm-hmm. One of those, you know, she essential old Science, everything. Yeah. It's all spiritual, spiritual, lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Right, right, right. Um, holistic as fuck. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers uh, did some holistic uh, thing to where yeah, he was. He drank sp- some tea. Uh, it, it's some kind of holistic method he that took, took a rose bath. <laughs> taking memory. He charged his crystals in the full moon. <laughs> 
sat up under the sun. What? What? <laughs> Please. So he's doing some holistic method that's going to take a couple. It's not instant. You know, it takes, Obviously. it's a process. Right, right. It's going to take some some rounds. So he did that before the uh, season started and tried to get the NFL to approve his his method as being immunized. Okay, because I was going to say, like, wouldn't they have documentation of his immunization card? Right, but he tried to get that as an alternative method to being vaccinated. Mm-mm. And the NFL was like, nah, nigga, you there get no you alternative. Get, you get one of these three shots. And if not, you are labeled unvaccinated. You got to follow all these other rules. That's it. That's it. Like, Mm-mm. somebody was like, uh, he did like the kid shit. Be like, well, what about this? Be like, nigga, I just gave you two options. You didn't give me no third option. So, how did it slip through the cracks like this? The thing is, the Green Bay Packers allegedly knew. And they never disclosed that to anybody. So within the Green Bay uh, facilities, he followed all the rules of the facility for unvaccinated players. His teammates knew. The NFL knew. But because he's Aaron Rodgers, didn't air him out in a way that they more or less let Lamar Jackson be aired out. Mm-mm. But Lamar Jackson has caught COVID twice and was unvaccinated, but he's been going through all the protocol of being unvaccinated. And people were calling Lamar Jackson stupid for not being vaccinated and stuff. We're not going to get there. Aaron Rodgers, because he didn't do any of this stuff. Nobody knew he was unvaccinated. So <sighs> that be the shit that kind of makes me nervous sometimes. Yeah, people be lying and putting people at risk. Now I'm finna start being like, show me your card, <laughs> show me your papers, where boy. your receipts, right? Um, so Halloween party happens. He goes to John Wick. He goes viral by saying, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers has an amazing costume." Whatever. Two days later, he shows up. He's got uh got COVID. So when it first happened, people it's different sides. It's some people to be like Aaron Rodgers lied and he should be punished. Right? That's what that's the camp I fall in. It was the other camp be like, let's let's see what he says. Let's maybe he has some legitimate excuse. Mm-hmm. And then it was other people be like, no, I mean you shouldn't be forced all this shit. Fast forward to I believe Wednesday, no Thursday. Aaron Rodgers goes on this podcast and reveals that he is full on anti-vaxxer. Like goes through all the things he's talking about. He's done tons of research. He's done. He's got 500 pages of research that he could submit of uh, his methods and shows why being vaccinated is not uh, all these draconian laws. They're just trying to make it to where people have to get vaccinated and taking away your choice. Uh, he also says he's not some uh, some flat earther. I'm talking about Kyrie. Oh, God. And then, to fully nail it all the way down, he compares himself to Martin Luther King. Let's oh, Jesus it. Christ. Please. <laughs> what? 
the great MLK said that there, you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. In my opinion, it makes no sense for me. I test every single day, every single day. So we play in Arizona on Thursday. We come back. Guys leave for the weekend. I don't. We test every single day, right? Early in the morning. If I test in the morning and I wear a mask the entire facility and you want me to wear a mask just to shame me that I'm not vaccinated, to continue to perpetuate a story that I'm not vaccinated, in, in a room where the only way you can get in that room is if you're fully vaccinated against a virus that I don't have as a non-vaccinated person. Not to mention, you're sitting more than six feet away from me, in most cases, at least 20 feet away from me. Where's the science in that? Where's the science in that that says, oh, that makes perfect sense? A couple things. For one, nigga, you still got the virus. So it's not like... You can't even argue right now. Right. Two, he also said, not in that part, but he also said that the only time he he doesn't wear a mask is around vaccinated people. Nigga, you don't believe the vaccination is real. Listen. So why the fuck would you not wear a mask around vaccinated people and then also at the same time say vaccinated people can still spread uh, COVID, because another part of it, he was saying that he had to have gotten it from a vaccinated person, which is another one of those COVID crazy ass motherfuckers. They always be like, "Well, I, I think I must have got it from a vaccinated person because they spread it more than anybody else." It's like shut the man, and I'm so tired of people quoting MLK for their little bullshit. Martin Luther King was talking about. Actual injustice for his fucking people. For things to not even be able to use water fountains and all this other stupid ass bullshit that dehumanized our fucking people. It's not because you can't fucking... You are free to not take this fucking vaccine and you can still do your job Mm -hmm. in the NFL. You didn't want to suffer the consequences of not being vaccinated. Which, if you unvaccinated, stand in that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one thing to decide to not be vaccinated, but like, just accept the things that you're going to have to do because of that. Why are y'all trying to not be vaccinated, but then also fake it like you are? Like, right, just stand in your shit. All these other NFL players that look, I don't agree with a lot of people, but if they were like, I don't believe in this and y'all ain't going to make me do it, all right, I, I, Look, that cool. is your decision, but, but just you just gotta know these are the stipulations for you not being vaccinated, right? And then most of the other people, like, okay, cool, right? I'll do it. Like, I think this shit is stupid, but I I respect it. These niggas be trying to have their cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is no killing part. people in the right, meantime. exactly. And then plus, if you believe all this bullshit, all your fucking. Uh, Using leeches or whatever you fucking witches have been trying to fucking use to beat colloidal silver and shit. (laughs) Whatever miracle water that you did got from elderberry (laughs) bath. What's the nigga uh, Peter Popo? The nigga to be a a BT his miracle water. Whatever bullshit you did fucking whatever. 
Snakes. Seamoss prayers. Right. Please. Like, get the fuck out of here. Just stand in your fucking shit. But just also admit, you still got COVID, nigga. Like, and then I just don't understand. Like, obviously, there are natural and holistic things you can do to boost your immune system, but there is nothing that you can do to prevent COVID specifically with natural and holistic things. Like you can't even prevent COVID with the fucking vaccine. Exactly. And so why do y'all think like, uh, and then I'm so, I'm still tired of the people being like, well, I mean, you can still catch COVID from like, yeah, nigga, that's what, that's what fucking vaccines work. Right. And then, like, I was talking to this guy. He was like, but I mean, it's never going to, they're never going to have a vaccine that's uh, 100% proof. Like, they've never had a vaccine that's 100%. You could still get chicken pox. If you still get mumps, measles, rubella, all this other bullshit, it's just the likelihood of you getting it because everybody didn't got the fucking vaccination is very unlikely. But y'all niggas just. The likelihood of you suffering if you do get it is less. Or the time that you are contagious is a lot shorter yeah. with the vaccine. But y'all refuse to hear all this information. Y'all rather fucking go find some Dead Sea Scrolls and believe whatever fucking bullshit this one nigga on YouTube told you because y'all niggas is fucking uh, defiant. Plain and simple. Y'all don't believe shit because y'all don't want to believe shit. So fuck you. And I'm, look, I ain't got no beef if you don't want to get vaccinated. I, I I really real deal understand it. Right. But I got a beef with you. If you don't want to follow the fucking rules for not being vaccinated you and still then you, trying to you trying to have vaccinated privileges. Yeah. While being so like strong in in your non-vaccine belief and it's like, "Nah, you need to pick a side." Like, and then plus these are the same people that a couple months ago when stuff started opening up and people who were worried about getting COVID, which I was one of those people. Just stay home. Mm-hmm. Just stay home. If you don't feel like you're you're safe to go out here, just fucking stay home. And now these fucking motherfuckers are quitting their fucking jobs because it's vaccine mandates. Being, yeah. And or, uh, yeah, or that. It's a lot of people in Arsenal that are retiring or quitting because they got to have a vaccination by, I think, like, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Those people. With good jobs is quitting. Fuck that. Hell no. Nah. You think I worked hard enough to get six figures for me to quit because of fucking because shot? Of a shot? Ooh, no. Especially all the shots I've taken in my life. Mm-mm. Alcohol or medical <laughs> shots. Ooh, no, honey. Nigga, I used to shoot fucking uh, <laughs> Everclear before we went out to the club. You Amsterdam. think I was scared of fucking shot? Nope. Bring COVID. Yeah. I am going to get my booster because as a fat person, <laughs> I can get it. And I probably need it. I am going to get my booster. I also need to get my flu shot because I ain't trying to have the flu either. Mm. I don't also. I don't have a flu shot. I've never had a flu shot. Getting that flu made me be like, ah, never again, nigga. Never again. Knock on wood. I think we knocked out everything I wrote down. Yay. Turn up. Um, I even touched on the emotional zombies thing. The other part of the conversation was 
I call it emotional zombies, date walkers. <laughs> I mean, that's it's a pretty valid name. Hey, I thought of that in the shower. I was like, oh, that's good. And then the other part of it, I know ghosting has a, a, a already has a set up thing, but emotional ghosts are just the people who have removed themselves from dating. But every now and then, like, you know, like when you see some like spooky shit out the corner of your eye and then you be like, what the fuck was that? And you're like, is that a ghost? Emotional ghosts are pretty much people that just be haunting. They don't, I mean, they've realized that they're dead emotionally, mm-hmm. but every now and then they'll just put up some song lyric on Twitter, you be like, some inspirational quote. You're like, God damn, what the fuck are they going through? Those are emotional ghosts. The zombies are the ones that don't realize that they are fucking dead inside, but they just trying to get the next big. <laughs> they trying to make you what you. They trying to make you what they are. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> very much true. They're trying to drag you down with them. Right. Yuck. <laughs> Ooh wee, honey. I need the brand date walkers. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. Make it a dictionary entry t-shirt. Date walker. Noun. <laughs> <laughs> the emotionally undead. <laughs> yes. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom. I originally was going to start out this podcast is last night when I got off at 12, I went to the liquor store as I was leaving. This guy was walking by me and then he was like, how you doing, brother? It was a white dude. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He was like, not too well. My house burned and I just kept walking. Oh, God. And then uh, I unlocked my truck and I was about to get in and he was like, that's a nice truck. I was like, thank you. And then he was like, yeah, I did. And then I closed the door and just drove off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave Chappelle. Like, bruh, coming at me that way is not the way. If you, you want money, money. for no. your drink, the, the way to come at my alcoholic ass is just be like, bruh, my life fucking sucks. I just want some money for a bottle. I give you that money because <laughs> nigga, if I was fucking homeless, I want fucking some money for a bottle too. Same, same, same. We had an old school episode. We did. We talked about our feelings and shit. <laughs> Cause boy, the feelings they have been, been feeling. <laughs> they been out here.